0: Hello, and welcome to the Zirconic Growth Insights Podcast, bringing clarity to the complexities of consumer behavior. Episodes feature industry experts, partners, and guests across the 26 industries we track, representing nearly $4 trillion in global consumer spending. Our goal is to give you transformative insights and the most complete view of consumer and market opportunities. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Growth Insights Podcast. I'm Joan Drinks, your host, and today I'm joined by Sally Lyons-Wyatt, Executive Vice President and Practice Leader here at Cercana. Um, Sally, I have had the privilege, I get the privilege of speaking with you often, but this conversation is kind of special because it's recorded. I had the good luck um, to attend your recent Icy Insights, Top Trends in Frozen Foods webinar, which is really where I wanna start this conversation. Um, A phrase that you used jumped out at me like a smack upside the head, and that was speed to table. Um, I feel like it's been a topic that I've been touching on a lot recently, but you just wrapped it up in this neat little ball. Um, So for our listeners, I wanna give you a little bit of a background. Based on our national eating trends research, we know that low prep meals are gaining a lot of steam with consumers. Um, People aren't making as many of those time-intensive or invested meals as they used to. Um, We're not even spending as much time on simple everyday dinners. Instead, we're making a lot more zero prep and fast-fix dinners. We're also making a lot of those one-dish dinners. um, Thanks, Instant Pots and sheet pan meals. So the same research also indicates that we're using fewer ingredients when we do cook. So these are some dramatic changes, and that's where frozen comes in. Um, So Sally, talk to us a little bit about so many of those elements of frozen. And I guess I want to touch on the word value because there's just, you know, so many definitions of value here, but what value do frozen foods bring to the table?
1: Well, first of all, thanks, Joan, for having me. I always love just talking with you, and, and it's an honor to be on your podcast. So thank you, first of all. And then, yes, the speed to table is something that as I was really going through it and connecting all the dots and, you know, the one fact you didn't mention that really was the one where I was like, okay, heavy frozen entree buyers account for nearly 60 percent of frozen entree sales, but they make up 36 percent of restaurant trips.
0: Wait, say that again. Yeah, let let me wrap my head around that. Sixty percent of frozen entree sales
1: are accounted by heavy frozen entree buyers. So the heaviest of buyers are representing 60% of entree sales and they make up, I'm sorry, I might've missed it, 36% more restaurant trips than the average customer. Wow. So that, so, but then you think about it, you're like, well, why would you go do it? That's when I came up with speed to table. You're trying to get the food for your yourself or your family fast. So it made sense when you start connecting all the dots of what you said, the one pan, the using an air fryer, using some sort of appliance that's going to get it made fast. When you think about the fact that consumers are really now on the go more than we were three years ago, right? And on the go means different things. It can be on the go in the house. It can be on the go out of the house. And so this quest for value that you brought up is a big one. And that is is around what we you and I have always said this. Value means different things to different people. We've said that for years. So that's not new. What is starting to evolve is what is value. Is value price? Is it cost? For some, it is. In fact, part of what we've seen in recent months is that consumers are looking at that cost per serving. And is it in the range of what I'm looking for? Okay, so value could be that. Value could be around an experience that they might be looking for. I want to have Asian food. Well, one of the easiest places to go in the store for Asian food is in the frozen aisle. So you can get value that way. Value could be, I am I am really trying to stick to a specific diet. So there's certain things that I can and can't eat. Well, the frozen aisle can deliver against that too. So value can mean so many different things to so many people. But the frozen aisle really is that, that destination place for when you're looking for the value, you're looking for variety, you're looking for different flavors you're looking for different sizes um and looking for occasions across the day that one department can deliver against all
0: that is pretty impressive and i really liked that added notion that i hadn't really considered of the cost per serving um because for so many things you know we are in this very high inflationary period but i don't think I mean, to me it's like those messages should be out there more, you know, that people are really trying to figure it out. There's there's something that I've, I've shared with Jonna Parker in some of our fresh conversations that I noticed when I went to the deli that, you know, a quarter pound should make a quarter pound of lunch meat could make like one or two sandwiches or a half a pound could make three to five sandwiches. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Like that's something that people could think about. So why aren't frozen foods doing more of that cost per serving? Um, to like extend the value. I think that's pretty genius.
1: Well, after the the webinar we did, I did have a manufacturer reach out and said that he didn't scroll through his phone during the whole hour, which that was a major feat, (laughs) which I was like, okay, that's huge. But he said the cost per serving was the biggest nugget he took away that they need to act upon.
0: Oh, see, like mine. I love that. I love Mm -hmm. that. You know, there's other things that I feel like manufacturers could be doing too about, you know, we mentioned things like these sheet pan meals. Um, and in fact, one of our big pace setters was the bird's eye sheet pan meals, which started out as a social media phenomenon. It was kind of a TikTok thing. Um, so why aren't companies using digital more to promote recipes and stuff for some of these appliances or kitchen hacks, if you will?
1: It, it is a big opportunity area. And we pointed it out there when I was going through and, and I, I'm sure like you, I go across all of them trying to see what I can find. And I was looking for frozen foods with air fryers, frozen foods with, you know, a rice cooker, frozen, anything, right? And there were few and far between. I did find a lot of fresh. I did find that. So I do think it's an opportunity. It doesn't mean it's not existing. I just think that there is more runway for manufacturers to opt in and leverage, those social medias, especially where it's showing the image, they can see that it's not hard. It's two, three steps, boom, speed to table. You've got it. And if you can couple that with the cost per serving or something along that lines, you have a winner, I think.
0: You know, and and you brought up another another one for me. And that was one of our pace setters was tattooed chef really interesting meals that cross multiple day parts, but they are made with ingredients like tahini, chia seeds, um, brewed cold brewed coffee, you know, things that I think consumers would be hard pressed to source on their own, much less cook with. And think about it, if you were to buy all those ingredients and somehow be able to create some of these really interesting dishes, it would cost you a whole lot more and are you going to go and whip back, you know, and use the rest of those chia seeds or the tahini or the cold brewed coffee? Probably not. You know, there aren't that many recipes that are going to be asking for so many interesting ingredients. So to me, that's another one of try sourcing this on your own, people.
1: it's So the frozen, like at American Frozen Food Institute, they often talk about the fact that that frozen represents a department that is all about minimizing food waste because of what you just said. So it is one of those benefits that not a lot of people think about. But yet at the same time, you did the perfect example of why that is the why that is, in fact, true. Um, And again, not many departments can deliver against that promise, but Frozen does.
0: So another thing that um, you talked a little bit about And this is based on another webinar that you did around the Thrifty Center Store Consumer. And that was stretching the meal. And this is really appealing right now because so many people are, you know, trying to extend the meal for for more servings or for leftovers. So can you talk a little bit about how Frozen plays there?
1: So I do think Frozen still has some opportunities in that regard, but here's where they're playing today and where the opportunities exist. I think as consumers are trying to stretch a meal, then in frozen, you've got the ability to take either an entree or the frozen poultry or any of those categories that might be multi-serving and being able to then give different recipes that you can use for that particular item, whether it's for a lunch occasion, a dinner occasion, a late night, an overnight, whatever that might be. So one is taking that multi-serve, but showing consumers how you can stretch it to get across multiple occasions throughout days or the week. That's one. Two is you think about stretching the meals, then the ones that are more ingredients, so the vegetables, the breads, the meats, the, you know, those then showing how you can take those ingredients and spread them through different recipes or menu items across the day. it You can easily take some of those, whether it's the frozen chicken, and make multiple meals and occasions out of that. But some people may say, I only needed it for this one recipe. Teaching and guiding what the additional options might be is an opportunity area, which then transitions into that's one opportunity area, But I do think more communication about how to stretch the products. What are some of those different ideas that consumers can tend to to look towards? Being able to say this is going to be a more efficient spend for you. Because of the value it's going to bring for multiple back to value, right? Multiple servings and multiple occasions throughout the week.
0: So I want to go back a little bit to that astounding stat that you shared on the 36% more restaurant visits among those highest frozen entree buyers. If I got that right, I think I did. did. Thank You. you. There are so many more value stories that can be told versus food service. Now, I think food service is great. I love going to restaurants. Um, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. But at the same time, we know that the meals sourced at retail are four times less than the foods sourced from restaurants. But there's other value that you identified. And that was again, speed to table. You could order from a restaurant, you could go to a restaurant, um, but it's quicker if you're doing it at home from the freezer, sourced from the freezer. And frankly, for people like me, it might be more comfortable. You know, I don't have to change or get gussied up or anything or get in the car and waste gas. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that and how, again, frozen foods can maybe have that, that message of restaurant quality quality right in your own freezer for any time of day, any occasion.
1: I think it's brilliant. I think the way that you just framed that up is exactly what the opportunity is. The interesting thing about that little factoid is the restaurants that these frozen buyers are opting in is for more lunch and dinner. Knowing it's lunch and dinner, then the ad that I would have for you is then zeroing in on the messaging for the lunch occasions. What is it that you can do in Frozen that's going to deliver that speed to table for lunch in your own home, restaurant quality and speed to, to the table or speed to your computer? Because I don't know about anybody else listening. have the time, I'm eating lunch at my computer. So for this, it might be speed to computer. For dinner, speed to table, right? So what is it that you can do to highlight the different cuisines, the different flavors, the different types of Um, menu options that you even mentioned, you can have, you know, a variety of experiences within just that one department. And, and in doing so, have that restaurant quality, but at home, in fact, there's a lot of restaurants that have their own brands in frozen. So you know, you're getting that restaurant quality at home, own convenience, and you can go to the speed to table or it could be we can now continue to play with this and do speed to couch so that if you want to stream and eat your dinner, you can do that too.
0: <laughs> Don't give away my secrets. You know, one of the beauties I always think of for the CPG industry is that we are such a low cost experiment. You know, if you want to try something new, it's it's very affordable. So to your point, you can you can experiment with new flavors. And I, I just think it's a pretty affordable escape if you will.
1: That's actually a really good segue into yet another kind of fact that we had during the presentation and it it was really fun to kind of look into frozen and figure out which categories you know what roles each of them played and what were the stories behind some of them. And the one that I really kind of went and had a pause not just the one about the restaurants, because that was one, but when you started to look at, for instance, maybe even ice cream sherbet, it's probably one of my favorite ones. 79% of, that category brings 79% of overall buyers into Frozen. That's incredible. But when you think about it, it is what you just talked about, about kind of that having different experiences and having fun. I think of it as like a treasure hunt, for in, in ice cream, right? Consumers walk into the store and they walk in to see what flavors are available in ice cream or sherbet or even novelties, right? So novelties is right up there too. But what flavors are there? What's new? What's the new in and out? Is my favorite still there? Is my standby still there? Do I have it in any forms? Do I have it if, if I want a big one or a small one? And it is an anchor for that department like no other. And when you talk about the fact that our industry needs foot traffic in the door, ice cream should be one of those that should get touted because it does attract such a cross section of consumers and it can link to other categories. And so that was the other factoid that we had shared is just the fact that you've got so many um, categories that are bought and frozen. In fact, 60% of frozen buyers purchase 10 plus frozen subcategories throughout the year. Right. So you think about that. You think about the fact that ice cream is that treasure hunting type category, and you can then start to just have fun when you think about value in yet another way. Value can be just about, I want to treat reward or have fun. That means something to me. I work hard. My kids are stressed, whatever it might be, or I'm stressed. We're all stressed, whatever it might be. I want to go reward. I want to have a treat. And oh, by the way, to go have that yummy dessert outside at an ice cream parlor is going to cost you five or plus times more, right? But you can create that experience at home and have fun. Let the kids make their own. They don't need somebody to wait on them, have them make it their own. So that there's just that element of frozen that I think is worthy of at least spending whatever amount of time I just did on.
0: <laughs> no, in fact, one question about that, because it is fascinating. 60% of frozen category buyers are purchasing 10 of those subcategories throughout the year. Are like, fro- is ice cream, sherbet, and frozen novelties, is that one of the top subcategories or is that the common denominator?
1: That is one of the top.
0: Okay. That's amazing. So you know what? You just kind of did a full circle and ended at dessert. So I wanna end at dessert. I mean, I who doesn't want it? Some people like to start with dessert, but today we're gonna to end with dessert because that was a great recap. And I just wanna recap a couple of the things that we talked about. And that is that, again, as we always say, value can be so many different things. Um, I love that it, it could be price for some, that it could be the cost for serving. It might be the experience. It might be that special diet, um, it might be that treat, that reward, and that there are so many opportunities, please, frozen manufacturers, please, retailers, to promote more recipes of frozen, maybe to promote some of those appliances, um, promote the value of, of frozen across day parts, across experience, uh, the fact that it's a, a waste minimizer. There's just so many things we should be hearing about from Frozen other than, I don't know, whatever the shelf talkers happen to be talking about these days. For your own treat, visit circana.com and look for Icy Hot Insights, Frozen Trends under our webinar section in Insights. So Sally, thank you so much for your time today. And I know that we'll be talking again soon and hopefully you'll let me record it again soon too.
1: I would love it, Joan. Thank you so much and appreciate those of you listening.
0: Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Zirconic Growth Insights podcast so you don't miss an episode. And let us know what you'd like us to cover. We'll serve it up in a future episode. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to review Zirconic Growth Insights. Want to learn more? Visit us at Zirconic.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.